everyone. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Should I Cut Bangs? I'm your host, Kaylee. Thank you for joining me this week. I am joined by an amazing guest this week. Today, I'm joined by Brie Lopez, the owner of The Bronzed Bungalow, a spray tanning studio here in Arizona. She is an amazing, amazing person and founded and has owned The Bronzed Bungalow for four years now. They just had their four-year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. We talk about the expansion of the Bronze Bungalow and product launches. We also discuss networking and what that means to us and how we utilize it in different ways as far as being small business owners. As you guys know, I'm also a small business owner in the beauty space, so Brie and I definitely see eye to eye on most if not everything when it comes to owning a small business in the beauty industry. So I'm very grateful that she took the time out of her day to chat with me about opening her business here in the downtown Scottsdale area and that I get to share it with you guys as well. And so without further ado, here is my conversation with Brie. All right, so I'm here with Bree. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me today. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right, so we are going to get started with our current loves for this week. So what is your current love right now? Oh, man, you're going to laugh at this one. (laughs) I was actually thinking about it, and I'm like, my current obsession is pimple patches. Oh my gosh. So I recently not discovered them, but recently started using them because for the first time in my life, for some odd reason, it feels like I'm breaking out and I, and I can't figure out why. I feel like I've gone through all of the things like, is it hormones? Is it stress? Is it, which that's probably stress. Let's, (laughs) let's not get it twisted. Um, but yeah, so I discovered pimple patches mm-hmm. and now I'm pretty sure I'm keeping like Mighty Patch alive at Target that is because I'm so going fun. like every three days <laughs> to purchase them. <laughs> are they the ones that like are like in fun shapes and things or are they different ones? No, I have seen those, yeah. but the ones I buy are invisible ones oh. and so there's just these little invisible circles and so most of the time I'll honestly wear them to work. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> nobody no one knows. knows. <laughs> it's great. <That laughs> and they awesome. really work. And so that's why I'm obsessed with them because they really work. Yeah. It's great. What is like in them? Do you know? Honestly, no idea. Yeah. Like really thinking about it, it's kind of gross because you put <laughs> it on and then it says to leave it on for like six to eight hours, I think. Mm-hmm. And within those six to eight hours, once it turns white mm-hmm. is when you're able to take it off because the white is like the gook yeah. that came out. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so disgusting, but so <laughs> satisfying <laughs> in the weirdest way. <laughs> no, I totally get it. I, uh, I hate saying this. I've never like had any sort of, you know, like you're struggling with it now. Yeah. I've never had any sort of like skin problem or I mean, I get like rashes or dry skin if anything, but I've never had like acne or is it or anything. So it's good, nice to know that these work. So I yes, prepared for I, the day. I was right there with you. Like I feel like I always had really nice skin and I was I'm super blessed to say that. Same. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Out of, out of nowhere, it just kind of 
switched it up. It was like I turned 30 and yeah, here we are. Oh, I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I have like six more months till I'm 30. And I'm like, crap, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> it's like some things are uphill. I'm like, I can't wait to yes. be 30. I can't wait. Yes. And then other stuff, I'm just like, damn it, I'm going to get a zit. Yep. It's happening. There we go. <laughs> My current love this week is... I've posted about it so many times. I post about it a couple times a week is this like five minute gratitude journal that I write in every morning and it's so cute and it's really simple and it's just like three things that you're grateful for today and then three things that you are like manifesting for the day and then affirmations and it's like so simple and so cute. Anyway, that is my current love. I love that. I actually love that you said that too because I just bought a journal. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought it from, I don't know if you're familiar with LGO, but it's like a restaurant, shop, the little shop that they have. It's so cool. And so they had this like leather hardback journal and I'm like, oh, I need this in my life. And so I just bought it. I haven't started writing in it, but uh-huh. I'm going to. Does it have any like prompts in yes. it? Yes. Oh. And that's what I loved too. Cause Same. I'm like, I think I would look at that in the morning or at the end of my day and I would just look at a blank piece of paper and not where not know where to go. Yeah. Um so I'm glad there's prompts. I feel like it's just too daunting when it's just like a blank page. Agreed. And it's just like, what's that song? Um from when we were younger. When she, why can't I think of it? Oh, like staring at the blank page before you? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I'm like, that's what it feels like. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just staring. Like, what do you want me to do with it? Tell me what to do. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it's so stupid, but that's like exactly what it feels like. Anyway, so Brie owns the world's best spray tanning studio in all of Arizona. Thank you. (laughs) I'm not even joking. I do have to admit that I've never had a spray tan. Not for any reason. I'm not afraid. (laughs) I'm like the whitest person. Um, I'm not afraid of them. I just like have never gotten one. And then whenever I think like, oh, I'm going to an event or I have something to do, it's like, I don't plan ahead enough. My brain is tasked with so many things. And then it's like the day of and I'm like, yeah, that probably should have been something that I should have done. That is one thing about spray tanning is it is some unless you're like one of the ride or dies that yep. just does it every week. It's now just a part of your life, mm-hmm. um, which most of us aren't. But yeah, it, so if you're not like that, it is very much something that you actually have to plan around and you have to plan accordingly and yeah. all the things. So I totally get it. I feel like we have a ton of clients um, who are very much like that. They're like texting me at the last minute and they're like, <laughs> oh my God, I have an event tomorrow. I didn't even think about it. Like, can you get me in? <laughs> like frantically texting. Yeah. Um, so you're not alone in that. Oh, that makes me feel better. I'm just like, like even looking back, 
at my wedding photos, I'm like, oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, like, stop <laughs> it. They're beautiful. I'm literally looking at them right now. <laughs> They're gorgeous. <laughs> I'm like, she could have used a little bit of color, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's all good. It's all good. We'll forgive her. <laughs> um, so before getting into a little bit more about Brie, we do have to know, have you ever cut your own bangs? <laughs> I have never cut my own bangs. Uh-huh. Um, I've never, no, no, I've never cut my hair. I've never cut my bangs. I think when I'm like going through it during yeah. those times when people are like, I'm just going to give myself some bangs. <laughs> I do other radical things, but it's never been like, I'm going to do the bangs today. <laughs> I really shouldn't be like around scissors, honestly. <laughs> You're like, I probably would have if the opportunity arose. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I've definitely, I've definitely chopped. I've definitely done it. But, you know, we all, we all do, except for Brie. <laughs> You've had your other crises. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you are from California. Yes. Born and raised. Born and raised. In the LA area, correct? Yeah. So I grew up in a small town called Rancho Cucamonga. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I just say it's the suburbs of LA because yeah. it's the easiest thing for people to kind of like equate. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like the midway point between LA and Orange County. Did you do spray tanning when you were in California? You did. So I did. I first learned how to spray tan back in 2011. Mm-hmm. Tanning salons were my first job. So <laughs> outside of high school, that was the first thing I was working in a tanning salon. It was always very much like a part-time thing. Um, It's kind of like what got me through college. Uh, Once I graduated college, I actually worked in public relations. That's what I went to school for. So I was working in PR and events um, for like the fashion industry and then ultimately like sports and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. After four years of that, I realized that that was not what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And so I had this skill Mm-hmm. of spray tanning yeah so I decided to go back to spray tanning and just kind of like go from there just figure it out from there yeah I just knew I didn't want to be doing public relations anymore mm-hmm. so I went back to spray tanning I think the company that I worked for at the time quickly realized that I wasn't lying I did know how to spray tan <laughs> um, and so they made me their um, spray tanning trainer so I got to travel to all their different locations and teach the girls how to spray and it was so much fun so I did that for like the last two years of me living in LA. So didn't own my own business or anything when I was in California. That all happened after moving here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, definitely did spray tanning in California as well. Do you feel like being their trainer and traveling around and teaching other people really helped you like hone in on your skill and then becoming a business owner now? Like all of that, those two years like really helped Yeah, I mean, I I definitely do think it helped a lot. If you asked me within those two years or even at the end of those two years when I decided to move to Phoenix, if you asked me, oh, are you going to go to Phoenix and are you going to open up a tanning salon or what? I would have said no. Mm -hmm. I really didn't know what I was going to do once I got here. No part of me ever thought that I would be an entrepreneur and 
opening my own business and all the things. But I look back on it and I'm like, yeah, those those two years absolutely helped me because not only was I learning so much just about the industry in general that had changed so much from the first time I ever had picked up a spray gun. Yeah. But also I was learning, you know, the business side of things and I was learning, you know, how to teach people and I was learning all of that. So yeah, absolutely it helped. Yeah. It kind of just like set you up for it without you knowing. Exactly. Yeah. Which I feel like is kind of nice that you don't have or didn't have that like in the forefront of your brain yes you know what I mean because then you kind of just got to enjoy that time and not focus on like I want to be a business owner one day and this is the skill that's going to get me there you really just got to be in the moment of it yeah 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 you're so right yeah I think that's awesome so what was the deciding factor or when was it that you were like okay I'm moving to Arizona yeah. What was that like? Yeah. Um, so I was living at the time in downtown LA in a big high rise, which is just such a different life than I live <laughs> now. But I was living with uh, a boyfriend that I had at the time. He was a long-term boyfriend. He had lived out in LA with me for about three years and he was just ready to get back home and be closer to family and Phoenix is where he was born and raised. And so, and ultimately living in downtown Los Angeles is very expensive. We didn't really have much holding us back. I mean, I had my whole family, but I knew that even if I moved, like our relationship would still stay just as strong. So I wasn't too concerned about that. So yeah, so him wanting to move back was really my deciding factor because I had never lived anywhere else before um, other than, you know, random places around the LA area. Yeah. So I I really just like, I decided to go with him and I knew that if I moved and I ended up hating it, I could just move right back. Yeah. (laughs) And if I moved and ended up loving it, then it was a good decision and all is well. Yeah, it's like I'm young. I don't have anything tying me back right now. Just like make the move and figure it out type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what got me to Phoenix. Yeah. That's so crazy. And you've been here four years, give or take. Yes. I've been here four years now, um, which is wild to say because I feel like that happened in a blink of an eye. Ultimately, the relationship that I moved here for didn't end up working out. Yeah. But I'm so forever thankful that that's what brought me here. And yeah, like when we stopped dating, I was definitely faced with some questions like, should I go back to California? Like, what should I do? But I found a place that I seriously am obsessed with and I call home now. So yeah, four years. It's so crazy. You and I moved here at the same time and I was like, Josh and I just did our anniversary episode and I'm like, sometimes it feels like four years. Sometimes it feels like one year. Sometimes it feels like 400 years. Like, (laughs) I don't really know, like, what the timeline is. And then, like, COVID doesn't help. So I'm just like, everything is just kind of a blur with timelines. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. It's so bizarre. Like, the fact that we moved here, like, six months before lockdown. I'm like, cool, guys. Cool. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) I am really glad, though, that 
I so I moved in August of 2019 mm-hmm. and prior to that I would come pretty often um, yeah. again because he was from here so we would visit his family and friends or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah so August 2019 is when I moved here and I am so thankful that I got the little bit of time that I did here pre-COVID world because I will say although I still love it it is very different yeah. than when I first moved here. COVID really changed the landscape and obviously it changed the landscape everywhere, not just Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And some places it changed it for the worse and some places it changed it for the better. Yeah, I think for, you know, the state of Arizona, it definitely changed it for the better because there are so many more people here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also just brings, you know, a lot of a lot of other things and a lot of change (laughs) so I am really glad that I got to experience it for the short period of time that I did yeah pre-COVID same like I was going back and forth you know for almost two years before that it's so different so I completely agree with all of that how old is the bronze bungalow yeah so we are about to turn four on october 9th so i don't know exactly when this is coming out but we are either about to turn four or we just turned four (laughs) yeah Um, we're recording this october 2nd yes so happy four years thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i moved in august and then i started the business in october are you still in the same suite like did you in the same building and everything I sure am dang that's awesome yeah I uh I actually I should take that I take that back (laughs) I am in the same building and same suite that I ultimately got about four months after okay yeah starting the bronze bungalow because when I first started I started in literally what seemed like a closet (laughs) at the back of a salon in Arcadia (laughs) (laughs) and then COVID hit yeah like literally four months into it and so then I was like okay yeah this is this is not this is not gonna work I'm like one we're shut down right now yeah two if I ever want to grow I need to get out of this closet yeah Uh, (laughs) and so it was actually during that time that we were shut down quote unquote Mm -hmm. Um, that I went and I found our current space. Yeah. So it's not our like OG OG space. Yeah, but, but it's the one. But it is the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're and like an there. old town. Yes, we yeah. are in old town um, just off of Scottsdale uh, Road in Drinkwater. Yeah. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? The name. Uh- <laughs> I think it's so cute. I'm obsessed. So the name, I knew I always wanted to use the word bronzed mm-hmm. um, instead of like tan or glow. Literally, only reason I wanted to use bronze just because my name starts with a B. And I was yeah. like, oh, B and B. Perfect. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to go with the word bronzed. Um, I think bronzed is a n- nicer word. I it agree. It just feels. I agree. It feels more elevated elegant. and yeah. elegant. Yes, I totally agree yeah. with you. Um, so I always knew I wanted to use that word, but then I was like, okay, what do I pair this with? Or like, where do I go from here? And so I remember just sitting there at my mom and dad's house and I had my, like the notes app open and I just kept writing random things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew I somehow wanted to incorporate like bringing aspects of California Mm -hmm. into my business because Like, that's my core. That's my roots, right? So I knew I wanted to bring California somehow into it. 
And then I started thinking of like the beach and all those sort of things. And I was like, oh my goodness, like the California bungalow, like the classic California looking bungalow. And I'm like, wait, bronzed in bungalow. I'm like, oh my God, it's it. (laughs) I literally deleted all the other ones that I had in the notes app. I was like, I don't care. I don't even care. I'm not even asking anybody. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's how it happened. It's so cute. I love it so much. Thank you. I think the bronze bungalow, I'm like, that is so cute. You know exactly what it is, but it also just feels more like an actual brand identity. Yes. You yes. know, it's I not just like totally agree with that. Bronzed by Brie. Yes. Like it feels very branded in a good way. You know, I love it. I love it so much. Thanks. Okay. So you said that when you first started you were like in that salon in Arcadia and then you found your suite in Old Town do you feel like when you were building your business and all of these kinds of things like that there was any really high highs or really low lows when it came to like marketing and building your business here like any experiences that were like so good and any experiences that were like so bad yeah Honestly, I don't think there's any, there's been any like high, high or low lows with marketing per se, but just building the business in general. Yeah. I would say one thing really, really sticks out to me. It feels like it's a low. It's, it's a good and bad problem to have, mm-hmm. um, but it absolutely feels like a low. Um, but it was when I first brought on employees. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I was bringing on employees because I needed the help. I was growing and I was growing quickly and I couldn't do it all on my own anymore and I needed some time off (laughs) and all the things. (laughs) So that was the really positive part about it. But the thing that kind of brought it to be a low for me was that it is very hard within the service-based within a service-based business to introduce new people mm-hmm. when your clients are very much used to you. Yeah, they're very loyal. They're very loyal to you. They're very comfortable with you. They like the conversations that they have with you. Mm-hmm. And so then training a group of girls and bringing them on, it was difficult. It was difficult to fill their books because at the end of the day, my clients, they – They didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And so I would say that was like one of the hardest and lowest times is like, oh my God, I grew to this point and I, and I know I need this help, but now it's like, now I'm getting all of this pushback and it's like, I don't know where to go from here. And it's, I mean, it's still a struggle to this day to kind of balance like all of that. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's been like one of the hardest things. That's really interesting. I never... I mean, also being in a similar industry, service-based beauty, that makes so much sense. And I have never thought of it like that, but I totally understand that. Yeah. Like from both perspectives though. Absolutely. It's like, I totally understand why you want to come see me because like one, sure, I, I give a great service, but two, our conversations are a grade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a relationship. We have a relationship. Yeah. And another thing, like with my business, like someone is standing in front of me 
completely nude. Yeah. So they are in a very vulnerable and uncomfortable position. So if I make them feel comfortable, that's not to say that they're going to feel comfortable in front of somebody else. Yeah. So I completely understand it from their point of view. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, I understand it from the business side of things. It's like, it's almost like those people who are refusing to go to anybody else are now stunting my growth. Yeah. And so that was a low that, again, to this day, I still, you know, it's still weird it's still balance. a weird balance and battle yeah yeah how many years into owning the bronze bungalow did you start bringing on an employee or employees I would say the first one was about a year maybe a year and a half somewhere between there yeah it was probably yeah right right in somewhere between there yeah um is when I brought the first one on Mm -hmm. and then it kind of just grew from there um right now we have four employees and myself and you guys offer the mobile as well yes so we offer in studio Mm -hmm. and then we offer mobile spray tanning as well Mm -hmm. um right now mobile spray tanning we mostly do it for like larger parties yeah so five or more people um so think of like the bridal parties and things of that sort yeah um but we in the next few weeks will be rolling out mobiles just for you know the single single session mobiles Mm -hmm. um in the east valley yeah that's so exciting what sort of things because I feel like you opened your business and just like blew up in the best way best way and some hardships obviously (laughs) of course it always comes with hardships um but I feel like everybody knows who you are everybody knows your business and like anytime I I mean you know how it is being in the industry and with your clients it's like everybody asks you for recommendations for literally everything and I'm like oh go to Brie go to Brie like I literally suggest you to everybody and of course and everybody like either already knows who you are or it's like oh my gosh my friend goes to her what are some things that you do to market yourself or did to market yourself that you feel like were the best things that you did when you moved here because you moved here and you it was just like a whole new landscape for you yeah that was that was pretty bold of me actually when I when I I look back on it it was very bold of me to think that I was gonna just move to a new place that I knew maybe five people here Mm -hmm. and I didn't even know them all that well yeah I did the same I knew my (laughs) husband yeah and to start a service-based business and yeah you're right I kind of just hit the ground running I look back on things and my time in PR in public relations it really helped me yeah and I remember when I first told my parents that I didn't want to work in PR anymore and that I think I just wanted to spray tan (laughs) I was so terrified to tell them because they sent me to college (laughs) and they had lots of student loan bills (laughs) from sending me to college um and so I was so terrified to tell them that but I literally have like best parents on earth Mm -hmm. um and so they were obviously just so supportive like at the end of the day they just want me to be happy and 
healthy and successful and all yeah. the things. They don't care what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But I really do think that my time in PR helps me so much in my business. Yeah. Um, the main thing that I first did was start a social media page. I started an Instagram page. Really, I just started networking. Yeah. Like I started going to like all the networking events, meeting so many different girls from all around the valley, learning about them, learning about their businesses. And I think that was like the most pivotal thing that I could have done when I first moved here was yeah. really like the networking aspect of it yeah. um, because I think that helped me not only build like my business, but it also helped me build my social media page. So I would say that was the most pivotal thing was networking. Yeah, I totally – I mean, that's how we met. Yeah. But <laughs> I totally agree. I think that networking is a word that people are just like, oh, yeah, networking, networking. And I'm like, it is so underrated and people don't understand how important it actually is. Absolutely. When it comes to owning a business, a business of any sorts. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what business you're in. Yeah. Like, it's so important to just make connections. And then on top of making connections, like me telling my clients to go to you. I've never had a spray tan in my entire life. Like, I've never personally had a spray tan by you, but I'm like, I have been following your business and you for four years. And I'm like, I literally know that you're the best. Like, I, <laughs> like, why wouldn't I send my clients that I love and that I have this relationship with to somebody that cares so much about the business that they own and they love? And I know that they care about their clients and they love their clients. Like, why wouldn't I send them to you? Exact. I mean, I I can't. You couldn't have said it better. Yeah. I really can't. I agree so much with that statement because, you know, in the last four years, we've obviously played around with different things with marketing and whatnot. Yeah. And a lot of people, like, they hone in on, like, the influencer marketing and that really works for them and, and whatever have you. And not to say that it doesn't work for us, but I think the most powerful thing, honestly, that we found are – our girls in the beauty industry. Yeah. They really, really are so powerful because like you said, you're sitting there with that client that you've now built a relationship with for however long your service is. So whether it's a 30-minute service, a two-hour service, and they're they're going to you. They want they want all of your recommendations. Yeah, they trust so you they trust so you. much. They trust you. And so yeah, that's what we've found is like finding like our beauty gals, like that has been huge for us. Mm-hmm. Um cuz yeah, they, I mean they're our clients are asking us the same thing. They're like, "Well, where do you get your hair done?" And like, "Where do you do this?" And yeah. So yeah. It's crazy. And like, that's the thing about networking is like, it's not just like that one event you went to. It goes so much deeper than that. So much deeper. Yeah. And even events to this day that I go to and I'm like, hmm, yeah, I don't know if I really got a lot out of that. But then all of a sudden it was like somebody I met at the event. Mm -hmm. They recommended someone and now they're, you know, in my studio. And they're like, yeah, they, they met you at a networking event. She told me to come see you. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, wow it's like all these so it, layers it just, deep. It, there, yes there's so many layers to it and so that is why I'm a ride or die for all the networking things yeah it's awesome it's yeah it's honestly the most underrated but everybody needs to be doing it Agreed. I love it <laughs> did you 
launch a self-tanning product? I sure did. Or are you launching? I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about it. Um, Okay. So this kind of came from... Obviously, like, I've always wanted to have, like, my own line. Like, after building the brand, I'm like, okay, the Bronze Bungalow very much is its own brand. When I think of the Bronze Bungalow, I think of a place. I think of a bungalow, right? So it's a place where I'm going to go get a service. Yes. It's not a product. I don't think of, oh, this is the Bronze Bungalow product. I don't think of it in that way. Okay. So I wanted to have a product line. Um, but I didn't want it to necessarily be under the bronze bungalow. So I created a whole new name and a whole new brand. Um, the name of it is Rebel Soul. That's what I thought. And Soul is spelled S-O-L, so it's like the sun. Cute. Um, so it is just, it's, it's an umbrella company of the bronze bungalow. I love that. Um, but the reason I started with self-tanner obviously makes sense because I'm a spray tan artist. <laughs> um, but what I saw is kind of in today's economy, and I've, I've seen this really throughout my business because we started the business, you know, right before COVID, and we saw all the ups and downs that COVID brought to people. And then now with the state of our economy and the way it is, um, I just know that there are a lot of people out there that may not necessarily be able to afford to come get a 50 or $60 spray tan Mm -hmm. as often as they would like. And I truly, truly believe that a spray tan is not just putting color on your skin. It's bringing a sense of confidence to someone that might just be masked. And so I wanted to be able to bring a product, a professional grade product um, to people into their homes that wasn't so expensive as going to get a $50 or $60 spray tan every week. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was really the thinking behind Rebel Soul. I very much soft launched it um, back in May. Mm-hmm. So it is it is out there. You can absolutely buy it. <laughs> um, you can buy it on online. Um, and then it's in a few different retailers here in like the Phoenix area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will it will absolutely get more of a more of a hard launch. We'll do <laughs> we'll do like a big shebang. Um, but yes, that is that is what's happening. Um, ultimately, it's going to be an entire body care line. So there will be like soaps and lotions and all the things. But mm-hmm. uh, a self tanner was our was our number one. That's where we started. That is so exciting. Is it like a a mousse? A mousse. Yeah. Okay, yes. So it's a mousse. It has bronzer in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's honestly very simple to apply because yeah. if you see the bronzer on your skin, it looks even. It's going to end up even. Um, anybody who gets it, if they want to text me, message me, email me, whatever, um, I am always down to give them all of the tips and tricks on how to self on how to self-tan yeah. um, because I know it's not the easiest thing in the world. It definitely takes a few times um, yeah. and a few mishaps to get it right. Yeah. Um, but I can absolutely help Yeah, whoever needs help. When it comes to eventually launching into like the body care line and stuff like that, do you feel like having like soap and lotion and things like that, it's important to use certain products as far as like self-tanning or spray tan um 
like safe products? Is yes. that a thing? Yes. Okay. And so that is ultimately what the entire body care line will be. Yeah. Is it will all be self-tan and spray tan safe products. Okay. Um, because at the end of the day, um, the self-tan and the spray tan, the quality of it really does lie 50% or more on the client themselves yeah. and how they're prepping for mm-hmm. that tan and how they're taking care of that tan after. So there are absolutely products out there that will ruin a spray or self-tan pretty much instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, these will all be uh, spray tan, self-tan safe. That's amazing. <laughs> I think that's so cool. So I'm assuming there's a market for it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, like I said, I just, I think there's one, a market out there, again, of the people who want to be able to experience yeah. that that can't. Um, so market for the self-tanner for sure. Um, and then for the products, I can't tell you how many times people come in and they're like, yeah, you know, I went to so-and-so, but it just wasn't great. It came off really splotchy. And I'm like, okay, well, stop there. It may not have been her. (laughs) What are we doing? Like, let's go through, like, what are you doing before? What are you taking care of it after? And I've found that people are really willing to purchase, you know, that lotion or purchase that, you know, soap if it's going to extend the life of their tan, if it's going to make their tan, you know, invest in it. Yes, they want to invest in it because, again, if they're investing money into the service – they really should be investing money into actually keeping that, you know, tan alive. Yeah. I experience the same thing with my clients yeah. when they come in or if I have like a what we call a foreign fill and I'm just like, you know, I just need a little bit of backstory from this client and they had no idea that they're supposed to be cleaning their lashes with a certain cleanser and they have no idea that they're not allowed to like pick their lashes or whatever, wear mascara over them. And I'm just sitting there like, I want to die listening to this. (laughs) But also like as a professional, why wouldn't you educate your clients like I don't sit here and sell my retail like I don't have the world's largest retail shelf because I'm like one I'm not a salesperson right yes and like two like you're gonna get an infection on your eyeballs if you're not properly cleaning your lashes like educating your clients is so important and that's what really it comes down to I love that you said you're not a sales girl because I am not by any means yeah I that is one thing like I can network my ass off I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that I'm sorry no you can say whatever you want that just flowed (laughs) off my tongue um but I am not a sales gal yeah um I am very much in touch with my service Mm -hmm. and wanting to build a relationship with my clients and all the things and it's never been about sales and so any retail that we have and any retail that, you know, is a part of my new product line or anything like that, it's because I truly believe in it and it's something that is truly going to make the tan better. Yeah. It's not because I want to sell you that $14 soap. Exactly. Like I don't sell that. It's like I've used or I use all of those products and it's necessary for the service. Like you need that. And if you're not going to be cleaning your lashes, then you're not going to be getting lashes from me. 
Exactly. Like, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've literally had clients come to me before and they're like, I love like a brand new client, either never had lashes, hasn't had them in forever, whatever, but it's a new client. And they're just like, I love the way that you like you educate people on social media and the way that you like speak to clients on social media about like, you have to clean your lashes. I can only go this long because I don't want to damage your natural lashes and all these things. And they're like, that's literally why I came to you. And I'm like, see, it's important. Like they even want that. It makes all the difference. It really it does. really does. And I'm right there with you. I've had so many clients who I'll go through my whole, you know, aftercare spiel and all the things. And they're like, wow, I've never been told that. And I've been getting spray tans for the last 10 years of my life. Yes. And it's it's baffling to me, but yeah, it, education makes all the difference. Yeah. And it's not just our education, it's educating our clients. Yeah. Stuff like that, it like makes me angry. <laughs> I'm like, send me <laughs> that like lash fired artist. up over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, send me that lash artist information and I will find them. Oh <laughs> I will educate God. them. <laughs> So being a small business owner, obviously I can attest to this. I feel like it like really just takes a toll on us as people. What are things that you like to do for yourself? Like what's your favorite little treats for you? Yeah, I um, I love me a good beauty service, honestly. So like getting my nails done and like getting a blowout and mm -hmm. things like that, like it actually just makes me so happy and it's like, a little bit of like me time. So I love those things. Mm -hmm. um, I am a huge fan of a patio and a beer in my hand. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not like the going out to Old Town Scottsdale club sort of girl. Um, but you could probably catch me at Oso on the patio like during the weekend. And that is literally like where I'm going to be the happiest. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just think like doing little things like that that make you happy um, and making sure that you give yourself the time to still do those things. I think it's super, super important. Yeah. Relax and enjoy life. Exactly. Still. Exactly. Yeah. So besides celebrating your four years, congrats. Thanks. It's literally so exciting. Besides celebrating your four years and launching the product line, is there anything else exciting that's coming up with the Bronze Bungalow? You know, right now we are getting out of our slow season, summertime in Arizona for spray tanning. Some people understand how that would be a slow season and some people are super baffled by it. I would say like 70% of our business has to do with weddings mm -hmm. and weddings really do cease to exist in summer in Arizona <laughs> yes. when it's 120 degrees outside. Yeah. So summer is very much our slow season. Um, so we are finally creeping out of that. So that feels really good. But in the, you know, the last quarter of this year, we're really focusing on like going back to the basics um, and really not trying to like stress ourselves out too much. We're really just trying to like go back to the basics, really give all of our time and attention to like the Scottsdale Salon right now. Um, we're just, yeah. Laying low. We're laying low for a little bit. And that honestly just feels really good. I'm sure next year there's going to be lots of things on the horizon but yeah for the next next three months it's just laying low and going back to the basics that's like 
where my head's at right now. Yeah. I feel like during holidays, things can get kind of crazy. And Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I don't want to do anything too intense right now. So we're just going to like kind of try and keep our heads straight. Yes. <laughs> and work through this. Yes. Holidays can be a crazy time, obviously, both personally and in the business world. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that's why this year it seems like we just need to, like, keep our heads on straight and just kind of work through those holidays um, and then start building. Do you extend your hours during holidays or do you like not let people in? You know, (laughs) I think I've kind of fluctuated every single year. Um, I don't necessarily. Yeah, it's like it's not like, you know, the week of Thanksgiving or the week of Christmas. I'm extending them and this is how long they're extended for. And this is what we've done for the past four years. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of always just depends on what our books really look like. Yeah. So if I'm looking at our books and we're a week out and we're already fully booked, then yeah, I'm opening another room. I'm extending the hours. I'm coming in early. I'm going to do whatever I can to get the clients that want to be tanned by us Mm -hmm. tanned yeah but if I don't see that we're fully booked then we're just gonna roll with our normal hours yeah so it's just playing it by ear and I think that's like the fun thing about being a small business owner is like you can literally you can literally do whatever you want (laughs) so true and you like I was having a conversation the other day about it and it's like you're just throwing things at the wall and seeing what's going to stick and some things work and some things don't and it's okay if they don't all work and it's great when they do and that's really just what it is like being a small business owner. So I that is the truest statement I've literally ever heard my entire <laughs> life. I'm like, yeah, we'll just see what happens and we'll just go yep. with the flow. You have to be very go with the flow. Yes. Especially when you're like, solo entrepreneur and like you really only have like yourself to bounce things off of yes like (laughs) like my husband works in corporate I'm like you really don't know what I'm talking about at all and it that kind of goes back to like the networking aspect of it Mm -hmm. it's like yeah sometimes like the closest people in our lives don't necessarily have any idea what we're talking about from a beauty standpoint to a business standpoint to Mm -hmm. anything so I do think that's why it's so important to network and have a community within your network yeah um that you can bounce ideas off because yeah this solo entrepreneur thing like it's rough yeah it's It's exhausting and it can feel lonely if you don't have like those other connections where you can relate with people on those things or even just like bounce an idea like does that make sense if I do it that way oh yeah oh yeah I like come up with things all the time and I send them to my best friend and I'm like does this sound stupid would you do this (laughs) is this dumb is this going to close my business? <laughs> yeah. You're like, is this a risk worth taking or is this going to be the end of me? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I totally feel that. No, you're so right. All right. So let's jump into high lows for the week. So what was your high this week, Brie? Ooh, okay. Um, I think my high and my low is actually the exact same thing. Nobody really knows this Mm -hmm. yet. 
I kind of just am like have told select people, but we have a location in Gilbert mm-hmm. and that location was always supposed to be a pop-up location. When you was, say pop-up, describe that. Yeah. Um, so basically we were popping up in a location one time a week. Mm-hmm. We were pretty much like building our our little bungalow in this room one time a week. Um, (laughs) It was every Wednesday. So we were loading everything in, loading everything out. And the thought behind it was that we wanted to see if we could start to build a clientele down in the East Valley because we've always been in Scottsdale and we didn't have a ton of like East Valley clients wanting to drive up to Scottsdale all the time. Yeah. So we really wanted to see if we could build a clientele down there and see what it would look like. So that's why we were like, all right, let's pop up in this location one time a week. Like, let's just see see where it goes from here. Mm-hmm. Well, very quickly, I realized that popping up one time a week to do spray tans <laughs> is a royal pain in the ass. <laughs> Sounds so exhausting. And I was like, no, we just need like a permanent location. Like, we could just do this. So it was one of those, you know, entrepreneur moves. I was flying off the seat of my pants and I was just like, let's just sign a lease. Like, <laughs> let's just do it. Um, so we signed a lease and it was right before summer, which I explained to you earlier is just the slowest season for Arizona spray tanning. And so in the six months that we've been open, it just, it honestly hasn't been worth it. Yeah. Um, also, the place where we ended up signing the lease isn't the most ideal location. Mm-hmm. Um, we are actually in the middle of an outdoor mall, um, which come to find out people don't know how to find us because they don't know where they parked. Um, they don't want to walk through the mall without a bra on with like multiple layers of bronzer all over them. I don't think that mall is confusing enough. I, I like don't, I don't get either, lost. but you know, to each their own. Yeah. I'm like, uh <laughs> And then I started thinking about holiday season and how much of a cluster it would be to get people in and out of their appointments during that season because you can't even get into the mall in a reasonable amount of time, let alone find parking, let alone get to your appointment on time. Especially if you can't find it. Exactly. (laughs) And then our main girl down there, she's going to actually be moving. And so all those things kind of like, set in front of me I was like you know what this isn't it this never really felt right from the beginning I was kind of just trying to like do it and see if I could and it's not it yeah so I guess my high and my low would be that I put in my 30-day notice yesterday and we are breaking the lease um and so that's a high for me because I know that I'm going to be able to put all of my effort and all of my love back into Scottsdale, um, which I'm really excited about. And I know that ultimately we are going to find a Gilbert location that I love and that's going to work so much better for us. So that's a high, but obviously it's a low because it's like, that's a bummer. You know, you wanted it to work. But again, back to being an entrepreneur, sometimes you throw things at the wall (laughs) and they don't stick. And that is okay. I do not... I do not see it as a defeat at all. It's just another little thing on my list. Just a <laughs> little hiccup in the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. And so, yeah, so we'll be going uh, fully mobile now in Gilbert. And I honestly think the Gilbert moms are going to love that. Being mobile in Gilbert and 
East Valley area is literally going to be great. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. So I guess that's another high that's coming from Yeah. It. No, yeah. that's going to be awesome. And you said that's going to be in like the next few weeks. Yeah. That'll yeah. be for sure by November 1st. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll kick off mobiles. I'm excited for that. My high this week is that I went up north to Mortimer Farms and went to the pumpkin patch. How Have fun. you been up there? I have not. It is so cute. So the pumpkin patch, like you get to pick your own pumpkins. In Vegas, we have a pumpkin patch, but it's like they're already just like cut off the vine most of the time. But these pumpkins, I'll have to show you the ones I got. They have like the... They're called heirloom pumpkins, so they're not just, like, they don't look like the ones that you carve. They did have some of those. But they're, like, the funky-looking pumpkins. Yes. And they're still on the vine, and you literally – it felt magical. How (laughs) cool. You're absolutely going to have to give me the details on that because I am a sucker for all things, like, going up north in Arizona. Yeah. Like, I just – I just love it so much. Like, yeah. I love getting out of the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds so magical. It yeah. sounds like a, a nice fall thing to well, do. And they have, like, apple orchards. And like they have, like, literally everything. And then they have, like, the little farm store. So I got, like, I got, like, him a pecan, like, a mini pecan pie. And I got me, like, a mini apple pie. And I got, like, apple cider. How and, cool. Like, no, it's so I need to go. <laughs> It's so cute. It's only, it's not even as far as Flagstaff. It's like south of Flagstaff. It's a day trip, if that. Awesome. So cute. Yeah, you need to go. Um, And my low this week is, okay, well, I've been growing out my nails because I want to take a break from having nails. And do your index fingers, like, go before anybody else? Do you, like, break your index finger nails? No, actually. I don't actually ever break any of my nails. And now that I've said that out loud, I'm probably going to send you a picture in like two days of my index of a finger broken being nail. broken. Yeah, I think I'm just like too rough on my, like with my hands. I mean, you you use your hands all day, every day. Like, so you do too. But I guess we so all do I. Do. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I feel like I just, but I, I'm like, I have like short fat fingers. So I'm like, why do I feel like I'm always just like, I'll be like cleaning something and then it's like, bam, but it's always like my index finger. I'm like, that's not even my longest finger. Anyway, I'm just not ready to say goodbye yet. They're really not even that grown out. And it's like lifting. Oh, I honestly feel that in my soul, though, because I'm right there with you. Like I have told myself every single time (laughs) this is going to be my last time I'm getting my nails done because I'm just going to like just gonna maybe like paint my own or like (laughs) I'm gonna try press-ons the press-ons is I literally tell myself every two weeks that I'm gonna do the press-ons and then somehow I'm sitting there at the salon again I magically ended up I just ended up there just teleported here (laughs) and had an appointment yeah oops I feel like with press-ons, though, like, since I am so rough on my Oh, they would be gone in one day. They'd be gone in an hour. (laughs) Like, I don't (laughs) even know how people have... And then people are like, oh, they're so durable. I'm like, acrylics aren't even durable for me. How am I supposed (laughs) to have press-ons? Whenever I paint my nails, I'm not patient enough. Like, I paint my own toes, and it's like... 
I was telling somebody this not that long ago, but like I want to do like a base coat and then like a color. And then I'm like, oh, I need to do like another layer of the color and then a top coat. So I waited like an hour in between each coat. Wasn't long enough. They like smudged and I had to take it all off because it drove me crazy because I'm insane. And so I figured it out for myself. And this is actually insane. I did a day in between each coat. And that's my that's my regimen. Oh my goodness. Like 24 hours. See, so that, like <laughs> I could never do that with my hands. No, like because, I like, think about all that time and I'm like, I'm just gonna go pay for it. I'm I'm just gonna do, go do it. Like like time is money. I can't sit here and do nothing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. And this is why I'm always going to have acrylics on my nails. <laughs> yeah. And like it all comes back yep. to, how did I end up at the salon? <laughs> how did I end up here? Yep. No, literally every single time I'm just like, oh yeah. And that's why I have nails. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today. Thanks again for having me. Of I course. loved it. Yeah. Um, let everybody know where they can find you on social media or book an appointment, whatever they want to do. Absolutely. Um, so you can go follow us on our Instagram. Um, our Instagram is the bronzed bungalow. Um, you can also click the link that we have in our bio and that'll take you to where you can book an appointment with us. Or if you're like a TikTok girly, cause I know a lot of us are, are there now. <laughs> um, it took me a while to get on TikTok, but I am on TikTok now. So you can follow us there and it's at the bronzed betch. Betch, yes. Betch. Yeah, I love it. That's cute. Um, and I will also tag everything in the show notes and on, on my Instagram. You guys all know where to find me. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Like we said previously, you can find me on Instagram at shouldicutbangs.podcast. You can find Brie on Instagram at the bronzed bungalow. And you can also book appointments with Brie or any of her girls at the link in her bio on her Instagram as well. And she's also on TikTok at the bronzed betch. I will have all of that linked in the show notes for you as well as tagged on Instagram. And if you enjoyed today's episode, episode, please leave a five-star rating and review on the podcast app or on Spotify. I truly appreciate any reviews that you guys leave. It means so much to me. And you guys can download and subscribe to the podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. And I will see you guys next week for a new episode.